The schedule, the job, the kids. Take some time just for you. It's Sunday mornings with D. Daniels on B101.5, powered by Mary Washington Healthcare, one of DC's best hospitals that isn't in DC. It's in Fredericksburg, Mary Washington Hospital. Here for you. And now, D. Daniels. Good Sunday morning and welcome to another special edition of the Sunday morning show. Of course, we've been talking about the coronavirus and the local impact here in this area. Ted Schubel alongside once again. Can Hi, you Dean. believe it is Easter? I mean, I know that's I, crazy. It um, it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel like Easter. Happy Easter. Yes. Happy Easter. Definitely. Um, hopefully you are doing something fun today uh, with your loved ones if you can. And uh, wow, it's uh, it's crazy how long this has been. And I know a lot of people are worried about how long it's going to go. We've been talking a lot about uh, cases in Virginia and numbers in Virginia. And of course, that changes all the time. I wanted to start off talking about one area of the state that you probably have heard about on the national news too in Richmond with the Canterbury Rehabilitation and Healthcare Center. Mm-hmm. Big numbers out of that oh, it's, facility. It's a, it's a wildfire kind of thing. And it's, 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 a, it's heartbreaking. You, you read some of the stories of the families, you know, that they, they felt, I read the one in, in the Times-Dispatch the other day, one family talked about how a daughter said, when this all started, I thought, oh, my mother's safe. She was, she was there in Henrico. And turns out no, and and that's every every nursing home is is like that now. If there's there is just fear, and so a lot of situations. I've I've heard of people they've gone to see family and friends, and they sit out on the patio, yeah. and the you know the loved one is behind the the glass yeah. door and they talk that way and it's unfortunate and it's it's what you have to do right now but as of friday six more residents at that particular health care center uh passed away and that that brought the total on friday to 39 people who have died from mm. that particular facility so you think about that in the total numbers of deaths in virginia that is a huge part of the virginia number it, it really is um and you, you just you just feel like those those people were just trapped yeah and your heart goes out to them and you just just hope that it you know that that, that it can be contained in in, in other areas and, and whatever mistakes were made there are not made in, in in other facilities because we sure don't want to see that anywhere in virginia no we don't at all um one of the reasons uh that of course the health officials are saying we should have some sort of mask or covering uh when we go out that has been a recommendation of course some areas in dc and maryland are requiring that some businesses are requiring that hasn't been a full-on requirement in the state of Virginia, really, but it's still a big recommendation. You actually got to speak with the fire chief in Fredericksburg about the coverings and the masks regarding maybe, you know, which which ones do what and, and what how important it is and, you know, some protect and it just depends. But I know there's been a lot of questions around the masks. It does. And I, and I found this really fascinating. Uh, fire chief Mike Jones talked about the different coverings because I really didn't know all the different uses and, and where you have them and, and, and why and I, it, it, was, it, was, it was just fascinating. Mike Jones is the fire chief in the city. What is a face covering and what is it designed to do? Well a face covering can be any type of cloth used to cover the mouth and nose of the individual. They can be bandanas, they can be scarves, they can be homemade. You can find a lot of that information on how to make a homemade uh, cloth uh, face covering on 
on YouTube or any other internet uh, platform as far as that goes. Uh, a lot of times they have some type of uh, elastic or, or rubber bands that hold them in place. It only really needs to cover the mouth and the nose. It doesn't need to cover your entire face or anything like that, just enough to cover the, the openings for the nostrils and the mouth itself. So that's a good thing. Um, the other thing it's designed to do is not necessarily prevent you from getting COVID-19, but prevent you from possibly spreading it if you're asymptomatic. So uh, that's why a lot of times the CDC now has voluntarily recommended that you wear a face covering if you're going to go out, uh, maybe to the grocery store or the pharmacy or some places in the, in the open areas where you can't practice social distancing and things like that. Um, and really what it's designed to do is prevent those droplets coming out of your mouth and nose when you either call or sneeze or even when you're talking uh, those little small droplets can come out so it's designed to prevent those from getting out into the atmosphere and getting around other people and potentially causing problems with them uh, again we can't emphasize enough uh, you can use this uh, face covering along with good social distancing to try to limit the spread of the virus itself um, and the other thing that it does is it teaches you a very important lesson that we've talked about many times before, and that's not to touch your face, your mouth, your eyes, or anything like that, because that is how the virus gets into the body. It has to have an opening to get into the body, and it can use the eyes, or it can use the nose, or it can use the mouth. So that helps as well. Um, what are face masks, and, and who needs them? Well, there are several types of face masks out there. The first one is a surgical-style face mask. That's usually used by healthcare workers, doctors, dentists, nurses, first responders. Uh, and a lot of times they use that when they're examining patients who either they suspect of having a communicable disease, which is a contagious disease, or COVID-19, or even most of the time you'll see them when they're doing surgeries uh, and things like that. Um, the first responders use them in the same fashion to try to prevent uh, problems there. They're designed to block large droplets. They can't do the smallest droplets like COVID-19 can put out when it's aerosolized, but they're designed to prevent those contaminants and those large droplets. Um, they're also more form-fitting to your face. You'll oftentimes see them with a little nose uh, piece right up here that actually allows you to clip it to the uh, bridge of the nose, and they go around the mouth and the skull, and they usually have a, a headband or something that goes around the ears and protects it that way. Um, but they're usually used by healthcare workers and, and first responders, not necessarily the general public. Um, our desire during this pandemic is to be able to take a, a surgical mask, and when we uh, uh, assess a patient, be able to have them put a surgical mask on themselves and then surgical masks on the actual providers. And that presents or prevents the transmission of disease back and forth between the two, or at least knocks that potential down. So it provides protection both ways to the patient and to the first responders as well. And then the question is, what is an N95 mask? An N95 mask is a particulate type mask. It's designed to, to uh, uh, filter out the smallest particles that can come out there, those tiniest particles down to so many microns. Um, and it's usually used by first responders when they're dealing with suspected patients with COVID-19 or other highly communicable diseases. Um, it's designed, again, to, to prevent those mini droplets from getting in. Um, it knocks out over the 95% of those uh, particular contaminants. Um, they should not be needed by the average citizen. So just to, if going out to the store or something like that, you don't need an N95 mask. 
mask. Um, if you end up being a caregiver for a known COVID-19 patient, then I would talk to my primary care physician or the local health department about what type of face covering or face mask you might need if you go into the uh, area where that uh, person is isolating, if they have to be taken care of or something like that, or you have to bring something to them. But other than that, N95 masks and, and surgical masks, the average citizen shouldn't need if they're just going out in public. Just a simple face covering will work fine. And again, there are a lot of places. I just did a little research earlier. You can go on the internet. There's a lot of places that tell you how to make them and the different uh, materials that you can use and things like that. So take advantage of that and check that out if you're going to use a face covering. I think we've all learned a lot about face masks and face coverings that a month ago we knew nothing about. Absolutely. And what great information. That was. When, when he went started to go through that, it was kind of like, oh, can we can you speed it up a little bit and not and but it, it really did that that was that really was the best explanation i have heard in a concise way mm-hmm. about because there really are there are a lot of different situations you do see people either they don't wear them right or they're wearing the wrong one for the wrong situation exactly and really that's a great way and as a matter of fact if you want to uh share that with someone else make sure you listen to this on the podcast afterwards you can check it out you can share the link to this show and share that with someone so that they have that information about all the different kinds of masks really really good information uh this show of course available um on our website b1015.com keywords sunday morning and we want to say a big thanks to our sponsor mary washington Healthcare, who we are certainly thinking about during this time mm. uh as they continue to work in this in ways that we can't even imagine and probably a lot of ways that we won't even see uh, because they're trying to protect the public from as much of that as possible. When, when he was taught, when, uh, when, when Fire Chief Mike Jones was was talking about that, uh, about different kind of masks that healthcare workers had have to have. And I remember thinking at the time and, and again here this morning about put yourself in the situation of being whether you're the person checking them in or the uh, you know the, the the possible person with a disease or anywhere along the line that, that you're along and whether it's what you breathe or what you touch or all it takes is one mistake mm-hmm. one and that's i think the one the, the one thing that we all deal with every day i think every time i touch my eye or if i have an itch I think. Oh no! And right. I and I go back. What did have, I touch have, before have this? Have I been have yeah. I been out of this room? Right. And you know, have I touched something that could possibly be? Yeah. And you can go crazy out. I mean, I, you go pump gas. Yeah. And even if you wear a glove, I mean, I I get home every time I pump gas, and not only do I wash my hands, I wash my keys, I wash yeah. my credit card, yeah. I, you know, everything. And you just think, have I made a mistake here? Is there did just, I miss something? Did I miss something? Is right. there just one? Is it? Is there one? You know, one cell on something that I missed? Yeah, it's really a nerve wracking, and a lot of people anxious about those very things uh talking about the n95 mask one area of this that you might not have thought about is our sanitation workers most of the jurisdiction uh, jurisdictions right now are reporting that they're collecting up to 40 percent more of residential trash with everyone at home and doing extra mm-hmm. cleaning inside our homes and we have to keep in mind that the sanitation workers also have to have protective gear they actually have to wear the n95 mask because of how close contact they are coming uh, with all of those things that we're talking about that we're throwing away 
yeah. you know, our gloves or our, you know, stuff that we're throwing away that might have something on there and they might come into contact with it. Yeah. So a suggestion for the from the sanitation departments is that we maybe don't put all the trash out at one time. If there's some way that we could sort of space that out mm-hmm. a little bit, that's been a suggestion. So that's something uh, very easy to try to do that on our part that we could do because they do have to wear those N95 masks that uh, that he was talking about. Um, if you want to check out what's going on at any time, we try to keep you up to date on our Facebook page at B1015 FM and also some really great stuff on our YouTube channel at mm. B1015 FM. If we have a press conference, if there's something that happens from the governor's office, we try to put it there so that you can see it in full in case you missed it at B1015 FM on our Facebook page. Speaking of the governor, before we take a break, I wanted to ask you, Ted, have you heard any talk of Virginia's stay at home order being lifted sooner than June 10th? Because a lot of people are like, wow, that's a long time. Senator Kane the other day, and he he was talking to the to the uh, Chamber of Commerce members across the state, and that came up. And he he think or Senator Kane said he he expected at some point the state would release some metrics of saying if this happens this happens and this happens, and 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 he in you do hear that the area health director told me that that he felt like um, Dr. Stern felt like at some point when we start seeing a leveling off that there could be a lifting of of different things. So the governor hasn't said anything yet, but people I think are probably him and looking at this governor it was interesting he did a he did an interview with the Associated Press he's the only governor who's a doctor of in 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 so he had an interesting comment where he said he's looking at this as if Virginia is the patient and he's ah. talking to the patient about things so that puts it I think in maybe some kind of context yeah he hasn't yet but I do think that I do think as numbers start to go down there's there there will be some pressure and we'll see yeah that's we'll see is kind of the thing that we're we're going on that's an interesting perspective um to look at it that way as i hadn't thought of yeah i haven't thought about that either i did uh read a a statement from uh, dr gonzalo bearman from vcu medical center they of course treating um covid patients there he says as far as the peak goes in virginia we're still seeing cases we're still getting admissions right now and he said even when we hit the peak and it starts to uh, hopefully decline after that doesn't mean that everything can immediately go back to normal. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where a lot of the gray area might be in making these decisions. And of course the governor is not going to pull the date back until we feel like it's safe to do so. Yeah. So a lot of questions around that, but uh, they're even talking about it in New York. I mean, governor, governor Cuomo's talking about, but because there is the, there is, the thought we have to get back to work and how do we do that right and even though the numbers remain high in new york they are seeing a leveling out so it is, it's it's being talked about and that that is that's the next phase of this how is it done 
I think a lot of people are, are worried about uh, putting dates out, and, and I can completely understand mm-hmm. that. Um, I, I know the model from uh, the University of Washington showed the peak uh, uh, hitting the Commonwealth of Virginia around April 20th. Yeah, and that's and a big change from last week. It is a big change. We talked about that last week. Yeah. We were mid-May, and that 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 came back yeah um but the question is it hits the peak how long does it take then to go down right and that's what we don't know that is exactly what we don't know big question mark there all right we're going to take a quick break don't forget our sponsor mary washington Healthcare. you can actually write an encouraging note on their website that will go directly uh, internally so that they can see that you uh, did that i did that for all of us in the community and i signed it from all of us uh in the community and from us here at b101.5 and you can do that too and they would appreciate that they are able to see those messages if you go to their website marywashingtonhealthcare.com more of the sunday show coming up next for the first 70 years of my life i've been so very healthy i haven't need any special doctors just my general practitioner at pat's regular checkup a lump on her jaw prompted a ct scan of her neck and chest the lump proved to be insignificant but the scan found a shadow on her lung it was lung cancer. We found a shadow on my lung that was disturbing. They discovered that I had lung cancer. During a preoperative test, a problem with her aortic valve was detected, and a transcatheter aortic valve replacement was performed by doctors at Mary Washington Hospital. We did catch everything early, and we did have some of the best doctors in the world. I have fully recovered from my lung surgery, And I continue to feel blessed that the Fredericksburg community has the best medical staff ever. Mary Washington Hospital, here for you. Now back to Sunday mornings with D. Daniels on B101.5. Good Sunday morning. Welcome back to the show. This is our special edition. Of course, we've been talking about the coronavirus and the local impact here in our area. And before we took a break, we were talking a little bit about the statement from Dr. Gonzalo Behrman at VCU Medical Center and the possible peak in Virginia. There's been a lot of discussion about that over the last uh, week or so. And one of the uh, major factors, of course, the peak and what happens afterwards has been kind of uh, playing into what area businesses are doing too. They've been sort of looking at, you know, when are these dates going to, to happen and uh, what's going to happen? Is it going to ease up any? One of the things that we we recently heard about uh, as of Friday, we were hearing about 12 of the area, Northern Virginia area, ABC stores actually closing down. One of those in Fredericksburg, downtown Fredericksburg. Downtown and one in North Stafford. Yeah, it's just, uh, that was a little bit of a, a shocking piece of information because a lot of as as i understand it a lot of the employees at the stores have gotten to the point they don't feel comfortable being out in the public and working like that so they have had so many people who are now self you know doing the self-quarantine they don't they they're they don't have enough employees and so they're consolidating some stores and, and closing a bunch of them in Northern Virginia, the, the two around here. And they're hoping by April 30th to have things maybe 
you know, ease up a bit and they may be able to, to reopen. But that, that that April 30th date is a tentative date. Yeah. And, and of course, a lot of tentative dates for a lot of businesses. But uh, yeah, 12 stores uh, in the Northern Virginia area overall uh, to uh, locally here. But uh, it's just it's crazy to see all of that taking place. You know, a lot of the uh, a lot of the people in charge of making the decisions also confused about when to do things and how to do things. So sometimes those decisions don't come as quickly as we would like to like to hear but they're looking at the impact not only on the uh on the on the people working but also the customers coming in and so you know that's a that's a two-way decision that's going on yeah yeah no it's 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 it is it's a tough thing everybody's waiting whether whether you're a downtown business i don't know if if you saw it thursday was supposed to have been opening day for the fred nats that's right down in north carolina Mm -hmm. and they had a they did a they posted a thank you to the community and just pretty much said we love this community. We love it even more after seeing all of this. You know, we, we hope to, to see at the ballpark soon, but there's no indication, you know, when Major League or Minor League Baseball will start. Nobody, at this point, nobody knows. No, and, and that's across the board for so many um, locations, so many um, cities and counties and states, and it really is. It's, that is across the board confusion. Um, I know that, uh, by the way, those uh, ABC stores that will be closing, the ones that are closing will start tomorrow yeah. uh, being closed. So uh, make sure you uh, you find out. Uh, there's one at Stafford, and then one uh, William Street downtown, 12 overall in the Northern Virginia area. But uh, some of the other changes you might have heard about, Metro made huge uh, huge changes. They cut service yeah. pretty significantly. Um, starting last Monday, they actually cut the uh, the rail service hours Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. until further notice. Mm-hmm. And trains every 15 minutes on the red line and every 20 minutes on all other lines. They ended up closing 19 stations um, for this. And a lot of the entrances are closed because they are trying to keep everything as clean as possible. They are running mm-hmm. into the same issues that we're all running into as businesses and even in your home where they're having limited supply to cleaning supplies. That is a, that is an issue. So, I mean, you, you can't just go out and get Clorox wipes, you yeah. know, and, and those the enhanced fine masks. Yeah, that's exactly Same thing. What, yeah. Same thing. It's, it's, yeah, it's. It is. Uh, it, it continues. It does that. And of course, uh, talking about our local businesses, I did want to mention our local business spotlight. We are uh, trying to shine a light on our local area businesses and uh, any business owner can sign up for this. It's absolutely free on our website. We will be uh, chatting with you and getting your message out during the morning show. You can sign up on our website, b1015.com. The keyword is spotlight for the local business spotlight. Even if you're closed for a time, uh, it'll give you a chance to get your message out and talk to the community about how this is affecting your business and also maybe if customers can interact with you now online and that sort of thing um on friday we had the chance to talk to maria at one more taco boy they're doing something really really good stuff in the community and they have really they have partnered with um a a number of downtown businesses i know are are also helping yeah the cupcake place yeah Yeah, fredericksburg yeah Yeah. italian stations involved there Mm -hmm. and they all they they all have come together and are, are, are really providing a great service also, we found out on end of the week. I think it was on, it was on Friday. We found out, and you can find the information on our Facebook page where Stafford Printing is printing free banners 
for restaurants which is awesome that need it yeah. what a great thing to be able to to put a banner out and Stafford Printing is doing it for free so yeah. so check out our, our Facebook page because uh, we, we shared their site and uh, you'll get all the information there yeah and it's a great way because I know a lot of people are driving around trying to figure out what, what area restaurant is doing mm-hmm. what and if they don't have a sign outside sometimes they don't get the business so that's a really great way to get a free sign outside your restaurant totally and and, and be patient because I know a couple times this week I've gone to places and you know we've been doing this a few weeks and the whole curbside thing is st- everyone is still trying mm-hmm. to, to perfect it and and it's some do it better business. than others yeah. but be understanding and, and leave a big tip yes oh goodness yes what a great what a great reminder we do have uh, a list on our website of restaurants for operation carryout the ones that we know are doing carryout and curbside and delivery if you want to go there and find that full list that's a good way to figure out something to eat if you want to order uh, from a local restaurant b1015.com keyword carry out for that list that is uh, a list we're trying to update pretty frequently so um, Ted you had a chance to talk to uh, Dr. Stern the uh, acting health director from the uh, Rappahannock area health district and interesting there's been a lot of questions about a vaccine there's been a lot of questions about when something might be happening um, and the anxiety around all of that and uh, he had a lot to say on we that. talked about we, we you know me just a second ago d were talking about you know when might th- this be lifted and, and he has a very optimistic outlook towards this and uh and and, and he really you, you talk to him and you finish an interview with him and you feel like we're gonna make it there's hope we're, we're hope but yeah. there, there is because because he really talks about this isn't the kind of thing that you're sleeping at night and it comes and gets you it gets you because of you know just you know because you've touched something and that that's how it happens and i ask people not to let their anxiety and fear control them and make decisions for them let reasonable practicality control you understanding how this disease is transmitted you can figure out what's best to do and so washing your hands (laughs) covering your your uh uh, using a mask, uh, not touching your face with your hands, um, social distancing, these staying at home, these are all good measures to protect you and protect others in the community. Uh, we'll have a vaccine, Ted, in probably uh, eight months to a year. Uh, by that time, probably a substantial proportion of our population will already have natural immunity. Uh, this will pass. I thought it was interesting because we later talked about, because I asked him, what, what about this coming back in the fall? Should we be concerned? And he wasn't as concerned about that. Really? Because he said, by the time he said, if it comes back in the fall, and he, he pretty much said it's going to, it, it, it likely will from right. everything he's seen. But he said so many people will have a natural immunity. That's true. They'll have had it. And that's going to, play a big part so as we go along here he was very optimistic about we're gonna be okay 
and we're going to get through this. And I, I, sometimes you need, a, you need to hear a voice like that, and especially someone who knows what they're talking about. Especially a doctor. <laughs> right. I you mean, and me can talk about, we're going to make it. It does. It makes go, you feel better. Go, go, go. Yeah, but we, it, we're it not does. doctors. It makes you feel better. It does leave you with some hope uh, from all of that. It really, really does. And uh, and you're right. Like Somehow, just the tone of his voice about it yeah. gives does, you a, it, a little bit of encouragement. We're going to be okay. No, I just, I just felt like after, and I only talked to him for like 20 minutes, and I just thought I feel so much better right I, and I did the rest of the week I felt so much better that's fantastic uh, one of the uh, one of the areas of all of this that has made me feel a lot better is uh, seeing our community step up in so many ways I mean with all of this happening there's been uh, just a ton of craziness but also a ton of good um, our virtual food drive continues for oh the, isn't that fantastic oh it's so good for the uh, Fredericksburg Regional Food yep. Bank and uh, we still have that available for you to donate if you have it um, this is a, a time to give and we've just been just so amazed at our community stepping up and donating and and really just taking a part in this the fredericksburg regional food bank of course covers the city of fredericksburg and spotsylvania and caroline and stafford and locust grove and just i mean so many areas here in the region they're helping out with drive-through distribution and your money does go a long long way so if you want to give to that that is still going on the virtual food drive on our website b1015.com keywords food drive uh before we close the show i I do want to chat for a minute about maybe another area that you haven't thought about, um, and that is spending a lot of time, um, you know, cooped up and things like that. It's interesting and, and sad that uh, domestic violence cases have been on the rise. You've had a chance to speak with Kathy from uh, Empowerhouse about some of this. Their their hotline, and their hotline, by the way, is 540-373-9373. 373-9373. It's a 24-hour hotline, and calls the first couple of weeks were up 25 percent and and a, and a lot of times people can't call because and, and that's their concern if you're in a domestic violence situation now suddenly you you have you have no you have space. nowhere to go yeah there's no out and you're always there yeah. and, that, and, and, and that's that's a big thing right now empowerhouse has a way that that we all can help it's called april shower for the shelter this april shower for the shelter is just like you hosting a shower in your home, really, but it's going to our website, and it's uh, seeing what, what you can do. So you can give financially on the website, or you could send a check, and all of that information is on the website, or you could go to the registries, uh, one at Target and one at Walmart that have pre-selected items that we need. And so it is, it's just like, you know, if you were if you're going to go to a shower, you could you would pick out those items and you would wrap them and you would um, you know show up for your shower party and you would bestow those gifts. Well, this is a little different. It's April shower for the shelter, and you still can bestow those gifts, but you'll be doing it online from a distance with all the correct recommended health practices. So um, that helps us because we're still keeping up with our folks who are in our shelter. Um, it's a shelter we have to make sure is cleaned every day by those that work there and those that stay there. Um, there's lots of moms and their kids at our shelter right now, and so they're busy doing all the things we all do every day, and that's um, taking care of business and eating and trying to stay safe in this pandemic. And so everyone's help to support our work um, just on that front alone is really important and helpful. Empowerhouseva.org, the website. What a great way to yeah. help. 
during is. this time. Yeah, it is. Really great way. It's, it's, uh, this, like you said, this is an area we don't often think of, but if you're in that area, just just the terror and just just you know this 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 is tough. I asked her what we could do, and I specifically asked, is it you know if you know of someone, if you if you fear for someone or you know of someone you just think I, I you know I don't know. One of the things you can do is send that person just a note, uh, just a just a just a text, an email, mm. a note of encouragement. I think reaching out with a text is miraculous. It doesn't have to be focused on the the worry that you have. It can just be, I'm thinking of you, I'm here for you, you know, been thinking a lot about you, just checking in to see how you're doing. I mean, I can't tell you how much the people we work with have told us that contacting them and hearing from us has made all the difference. Um, we had one woman in our housing program, she said, I just want you to know that you're the only person who's called me. It's not family, not friends. You're the only person who's contacted me. Wow. wow. That's, that's just like, you, that chokes you up. It really does. I mean, but so important that something maybe that you would think is that simple would right. make such a difference. Just and a it's, text that said, hey, so I'm, I'm thinking of you. Hope hope everything's okay. You know, I know we don't have a lot of brain space right now. Uh, right. We're all very occupied, yeah. very, very occupied with everything that's going on. But if you can find some space for something like that, uh, it really does mean a lot. Please do go to our YouTube channel and get updates there at B1015FM. Also, our Facebook page at B1015FM. And again, big thanks to Mary Washington Healthcare for all that they're doing, all of our area hospitals and all all of our healthcare workers, our first responders, everyone that's working so hard to keep us safe. We appreciate it so much. Go to the Mary Washington Healthcare website. Drop them a note of encouragement. MaryWashingtonHealthcare.com is the website. MaryWashingtonHealthcare.com. And we will continue to keep you updated. Thank you, Ted. Thanks. Your emails are always welcome. If you have questions or comments about today's show or an idea for a future program, email D, that's D-E-E, at B1015.com. Sunday Mornings with D is powered by Mary Washington Healthcare, one of D.C.'s best hospitals that isn't in D.C. It's in Fredericksburg, Mary Washington Hospital, here for you. The thoughts, comments, statements, and opinions of the host and guest are their own, and not necessarily those of Centennial Broadcasting, B101.5, or Station Management. Thanks for listening to Sunday Mornings with D. Daniels on B101.5.